0: Hello, this is Sarah. And this is Jasmine. And we're here for another episode of the New Human Podcast. I started writing a blog yesterday for my website, Sarah S-A-R-R-A-H Powell.com. If you want to read it, it'll be posted soon. It's called The Process of God Consciousness. Yes, it is a process. And it brought up so many ideas and questions, and you can't put all of that in a blog. And I know Jasmine has so many decades of history on the spiritual path um, to get to the process of God consciousness as well. We felt it deserved a podcast. Um, So I'm just going to start talking about, you know, how this has all converged for me. Because... I think my spiritual process, and we talked about this before, started very, very early on when I just wasn't accepting the religion that was given to me by my family, and I kept asking why, and I wasn't getting any answers. I was just told, here are the things to believe. (laughs) And so let's just talk about that as the start of the spiritual practice. But it morphed over the years because once I was old enough to find the shelf of Eastern mysticism books in the library. Um, That changed a lot and that opened my mind to a lot of different things. And I followed a lot of books. I followed a lot of Zen and traditional Buddhist meditations. And there was beauty in that, so much beauty in that. But it wasn't necessarily resonating Mm -hmm. with my heart either because I had more going on. I was trying to do a lot of things at once. Through my science degree, I was trying to figure out the nature of being a human and how this consciousness all works. Um, I was trying to reclaim my natural abilities as a claircognizant and a healer and all the crazy stuff that came through with me as a child. I was trying to get that back or figure out how that works because I'd shut it down for so long. And I started having all these crazy miracles show up in my life, life life-saving, mind-bending, mind-blowing, jaw-dropping miracles, and I needed to know how that all worked. So I think all of these things converged um, unexpectedly because there's traditional spiritual practices, there's traditional religions, and I was exploring all these different things on their own but ultimately, they came to the same intersection, which was really understanding how do we live ourselves as that creative consciousness, which is ultimately a, a, a iterative. Yeah, of God consciousness. And I don't want everyone to get scared, and I'm not calling me God, but we're all mirrors. We're made in the image and the likeness of this magnificent force that created us. And that's what I mean by the terms God consciousness. So there is a path and a practice that has to happen for us to get aligned in there. And I'll stop talking in a second and open up the conversation. But this is also bothering me because I lived in Sedona for a while and and hope to go back there someday. But I'm still on the Sedona bulletin board on social media and a whole lot of Sedona um, posts Mm -hmm. and bulletin boards and all sorts of things like that. So I saw this woman. I saw a post from this woman who's leaving Sedona, and she says, "You know, maybe it's okay. I'm going to miss it, but..." I don't see the depth here, and, and I'm going to use this as a disclaimer because I have a lot of beautiful friends in Sedona who do have plenty of depth. But there was a tendency for a lot of people to show up and call themselves healers and you know, goddesses and shamans and all of these different leaders, but they had an awakening moment and suddenly they're teaching others. They haven't put in those decades of spiritual practice that it really takes to have that personal self-transformation, that transmutation. So we do become a clear channel for that higher source to move through us. And that was on the back of my mind as well, because in some ways she's right. I, I have witnessed that, not just in Sedona, but when you're doing this for decades, there are people that have an awakening moment and suddenly they want to share that with the world. And that's beautiful but it doesn't mean that it's necessarily the time or that you're ripe yet to do that. So we really wanted to dive into the spiritual practice and what it takes, what it takes to go down that path and what it really means to do the work. So I'm going to stop talking and let Jasmine jump in now. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Hello. All right. So
1: this is an, this is very interesting. Um, Yeah. I, was probably on the spiritual path since I can remember though I did not know that I was on the path. I know that at some point I started feeling a really large hole in the center of my solar plexus that, and I was not a spiritual person. I I was rebelling against Catholicism because I was forced to go to church every Sunday, but I did not, uh, that did not feel right to me. And it did not, it felt um, very hypocritical when I did go to catechism and, and, and listen to this red-nosed, drunk priest, he was always drunk, this priest that was telling me how I'm supposed to connect to God and Jesus. And and I'm like, wait, something feels so off with this. So I started without even really knowing it. um, I started seeking. And and at one point, I did come across some sort of psychic I, I had gone to, which was a, total synchronicity, ended up in in, uh, Newport, Rhode Island. And I I was feeling very, like I need to be spiritual. I didn't even know what it meant. It was just something that was so strong in me. And so when I met this psychic lady, she said, oh, oh, she kind of looked at me and she goes, well, you know what? She goes, the right books and the right people are going to come to you. And I was just like, oh, great. Thanks. That was it. You know, that was my big moment that I was getting all this clarity. And that's what she tells me. But I'll tell you, I have never been so grateful for anybody, especially she was obviously not a newbie. She did not need to give me anything other than she recognized me. And she said, you're very strong spirit and everything you need will come to you. just trust that. And again, you know, I was always trying to look for something, something that would give me direction or guidance. And And it wasn't that wasn't it was all going to have to be for me to find it myself. I needed to have this understanding with this world that I was going to find this myself. It wasn't going to be an external thing, which is exactly what we're talking about when we're looking for true spirituality. It's not it's not a path that is given to you. And they say this is reality. I have never known any truly advanced spiritual being ever say you need to do it this way or it's right. no way at all It it's it, it's never been that what they will always lead me to is your frequencies your resonant what you resonate to is perfect for you you need to be aware enough to recognize it and that that's your path it's living life life is the teacher right and the more that you start to understand what life truly is, and the absolute preciousness of it, you're going to gravitate more and more to those higher frequencies, which are not in the three, are not, you know, suppressed or compressed into the 3D realm. They are outside of the 3D realm. They are four, five, six, whatever. There are many different dimensions. We are very multi-dimensional and we are born in a multi-dimensional coming from another we're we're spirit right We're thought first we're an inception and then we become physical so we actually are from inception come from something outside of 3d and we're always trying to get back to that but we're keep getting pushed back into this 3d model that we're we're really outgrown completely most of us at this point so yeah, the whole survival so that's, the third
0: dimension is definitely yeah and, there. and, and right now it's us very much in the survival yeah. it's definitely there to keep us so that, that's where it started yeah
1: okay I sorry. mean I can go on forever and ever
0: yeah. well, <laughs> let's just like, go like, into you know, what, just, what the spiritual practice is and what it may not be um, I think you know when I and, and the evolution of it because it is different for everyone. And there are 7.8, whatever billion people on this planet, and everyone's going to have a slightly different path. But there are things that we know work. And we do know the goal is to become less of the ego. I mean, this is this is going to sound so cliche. And And I I don't want to address it from that, but ultimately to find peace, to find bliss, to live as a full expression of the consciousness that made us, that God consciousness, they do call the creation of consciousness um, God in a sense. Um, Not that a lot of the religions have taken... Human characteristics and assign them to God, and I see that as the other way around. I say we take the nature of consciousness, and we are an extension of that. Our mind, our our thoughts, our existence is from the very mind of that consciousness itself. So, where and I I think one of my teachers says it very interestingly. When you're focused on the self, that's what you see. But when you're not focused on the self, you see the whole consciousness and how it all exists. I know it's way more eloquent what he said, but that's basically it. We're self-focused. We're so focused on our lives, our realities, the people around us that we don't see the whole big picture. And once we can step back from that mind, from that mental imagination, um, we get to see the vastness of creation. And, And so many of us don't ever even look. Right? And I think that for me is the spiritual practice, not just seeing it, but being it and existing in that most natural state before we were told all the ways we need to exist in the world, um, all the things we need to be, all the things that we should be doing, all of the things that pull us away and keeping us focused on all the things that are pulling us away from our most natural vibrational existence as consciousness itself. And, and like I said, that is my spiritual path combining all of those things. They all point back to the same thing, which is kind of the name of the book that I've written, which is clear channel for soul consciousness. We become a clear channel in our every thought, deed and word that we are just pawns being moved around by consciousness itself and that we're not attached to, you know, our own, minds and imaginations. So from, from my spiritual practice, it has been clearing, 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 clearing to get to that point that I am simply a vessel of the highest God consciousness pushing through me. And it's not an easy, it's not an easy path. (laughs) There's a lot of work that has to be done on so many different levels. So well, and there's and there's so many there's so many
1: different layers to it because it, when you first start on a on a path, quote unquote, you're very new. You're very new to it. It's a learning process that goes on. You have to understand what it means to surrender the ego. You have to understand what it means to you know do service and not just be a full on self every time. And you have to most importantly learn and acknowledge what you are as a spirit as a soul and and that takes a lot of undo a lot of um and then for some people a lot of people it takes a lot of actual ego edifying the ego for a lot of people has been so abused that that real negative or lack of ego actually can come into play and get it can be a hindrance so everybody everybody needs different things in that and it can take A process, and then there's a lot of trauma healing, there's a lot of uh there's just a lot, (laughs) there's a lot to (laughs) deal with on this planet, and then so by the time you get to be where you actually sort of have your sea legs in in the spirit realm, but grounded because we're here, we're we're human, and it's actually also incredibly important to be very grounded to, into Gaia, to the heart of our Earth. We are human, and we are here to have a human experience, not to be checking out all the time. Right. So, in a lot of times in these spiritual paths, the meditation will be used as a medication, I did that and a it
0: time. <laughs>
1: will make people bypass the very thing that they are here to do if they're not careful. So. Typically, there's enough time for us to go, oh, wow, I just went, oh, wow, I can really see that. Oh, wow. And you have a bunch of aha moments and you can see a lot of stuff, but it does it does take time. So at some point when you feel like, okay, I've gone through enough of this and you start needing or absorbing um, external information of how and what to be on a path and you start assimilating it. And then it starts coming out of you very naturally. You know, it, it becomes you. You become it. You merge with it. Then it's about bringing it here to the planet. So very I feel like ever. there's many of us that are around our same age that have been around for a few decades that have gone and practiced um, surrendering and have practiced understanding all the different religions to come to that essential place, that that platform, that, that venue or that portal We can all meet with an understanding of what we are from vibration and frequency so that we're not going, my religion's better than yours. And, you know, you have to go this way or it's no way that those things are very newbie ish. And it's I'm not saying that to to upset anybody, but it just it's definitely my experience where when you get it, you can see certain things will hinder your process. And having a closed mind, even though we don't realize it, and this is, I've experienced all of it. I've been super closed, not knowing I was closed-minded. I've been really open and too open and let too many things in, and I had to have discernment. So there's there's, there's a lot that you go through in this. So, you know, you're, you're bringing uh, up a topic might- in which
0: yeah there's so much we'll be talking about this in many many episodes but i think it's like as you say these things my mind is going oh yeah and there's some there's a a highlight to that that we need to talk about like when you talk about surrender i know i I I went into surrender not understanding the true depth of what that meant and basically what it meant was i had no boundaries and i was just you know (laughs) I wasn't working towards something. I was just like floating around out there because I wasn't setting goals. I was just in surrender to the flow. And what happens when you do that, you go in the direction of wherever you're putting your time and energy and for me, it was like paying the bills and keeping food on the table and supporting boyfriends and things like that and right. so I surrendered into that and yet I kept surrendering into these really bad jobs and bad situations, and that's not what surrender means mm-hmm. right that's the surrender is to not be attached to what is there, but it's not to just let anything happen. And I actually remember when I first came to that spiritual group um that we were both in there was one woman who was trying to get me to do something and I was like no you know I really can't on that day she's like oh you're not surrendered I'm like just cuz I'm not surrendered to the whims of your mind doesn't mean I'm not surrendered like <laughs> what so but there was did a little name started start with a D by any chance yeah. what's yeah. that <laughs> Oh,
1: I said, did her name start with a D by any chance? No, it didn't actually. Yeah, <laughs> no, there's, um, oh, okay. No, that's, it's just so funny because that's, that, that was used. It's used against you. When you're, when, when you don't know what you are, then any, any personality around you can say, well, this is what you're doing and it's wrong, or this is what you're doing and it's right. Either way. But at some point, you still, you have to be able to say, well, this is what feels right. And then you have to be able to speak your truth. There's the process of going through that you may not be right at all, but it typically, you know, when you feel it in your gut, you know that there's yeah. something to it is right. If you're, if you're attracted to something, there's, you're, there's an attraction for a reason. And you glean something from that attraction. That's how the law of attraction works. We bring to us things that we we have a charge inside of us that has an attraction to something so that we can get glean whatever it is that we need to with that situation or that person or that thing. You, you yeah, get what I you just, need if you keep pushing I'm it down.
0: Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I just wanted to give no. a, a more tangible yeah. example of that because um, I think it's great to talk in examples and people relate to that. Um, so... Sure for what you just said. Oh gosh. And I'm going back and I'm going to forget. um, Okay. So when you're, when you're drawn to something and you and, and you keep
1: pushing it away instead of allowing yourself the understanding that that is an attraction that keeps going. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, So I think you're talking about spiritual bypassing, right? Well, not even necessarily that, but that's one of them too. Meaning, any time that any of us have any kind of an attraction to something, there's a reason for the attraction. Mm-hmm. And if you try to push the mm-hmm. attraction away, because your mind will say, "This isn't good. This isn't good." Right. You know, what you resist persists. Mm-hmm. Is is definitely real when you pers- when you resist something, and you just it, you're just drawn to something, but you resist, resist, resist it will come in a bigger way the next time. And then a bigger way until at some point, what could have just started at the shadow of a whip and you go, Oh, I don't need that. I, yeah, I saw, I was drawn to it, but I, I get it. No, it's, it's gone. I don't feel that anymore. If you keep pushing it away, it will come harder. So maybe next time it's not the shadow of a whip. It's actually the whip that needs to come because you're not allowing yourself to see the clues. You're not allowing yourself to, to have the awareness because When you're really in 5D or outside of just the 3D realm, let's put it that way, you can see things really clearly. You can see the red flags before they happen. They're not 3D. That's actually a heightened state of awareness. You have that. Our intuition is that. It's outside of 3D. If you want to call it 5D, I like calling it that because it just makes this nice, neat little present ball. You know, it's like we, we get that when we can see it that way, but... That is the intuition. That's the intuitive part of us. It's that gut feeling. And we do need to trust that. That is connected to our multidimensional absolutely. self. Yeah. So we can't push things away, but we can have that awareness of how
0: to navigate them. Yeah. Right? And how nice to navigate. To them. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's most think relationships. That's like when you see a certain type of thing going on in your relationship, you're like, yeah, I don't do that anymore. And then you completely um, push that person away, but it comes back in the next person, <laughs> we've all done that right? right? and we work there out our, our family through our our personal like uh, romantic relationships, and it's the same dynamic that comes through because we've pushed it away with our family, moved across the country, and then the, that person shows up in your boyfriends or girlfriends and um, absolutely. <laughs> we see that happening all the time. And I think like all the time. Yeah. And it's one thing to recognize it, but it's the other thing to clear that energy out of your body. And I think sometimes when you recognize it, it's enough. Um, And then you can walk away from a different place. Yeah. You can walk away from a different place, but sometimes they've become such ingrained habits in us. We really need to work on clearing those energies. Um, Otherwise they create illness and disease and knots and, keep we keep repeating the same thing over and over again and seeing is the first step and seeing you know one of my teachers says seeing is the only step and it's true because once you see it you address it from a different perspective and it's no longer a problem but then well you're releasing that charge you're releasing the need need to keep drawing that
1: into your field but i think it's the charge the, the frequency that is Attracting that frequency into your field when it's cleared, there's no need for that,
0: right? But I think that's the habits on the subconscious level. I kind of think our subconscious is harder than anything working with the mind state. So from the mental state, like we need to work on the physical, the emotional, and the mental states, as we all know, and we can work on the etheric state too, because you can work a lot of things out through energy work, but. The subconscious, everyone thinks is a mental state, but I think it's really, really close to the physical state as well because in our subconscious are our belief systems and our deepest habits and our deepest fears. Mm -hmm. And it's so solidified there compared to our mental state that I believe it's like really on the verge of physical as well. So your mind can be... I I think that's a really good point.
1: Yeah, so, I think it's a really good point to bring up that it's that the subconscious is very much attached to our 3D. You want to call it physical, but I see it more of like the 3D aspect, which is physical, three 3 dimensional. Mm. So that's a really good point. I've never thought of it that way. I, I had not either until the worst, sense you know. because, <laughs> Yeah, it's such a trip because it's so true. And we are what, maybe 95% of our awareness if you're. A very normal, average person. Ninety-five percent of you is subconscious. That's different than unconscious. Right, that and, more, that's like, like yeah, and that's attached to the collective.
0: Yeah, and that's attached to collective subconscious as well. So a lot of those things we are just completely not even realizing we're doing it as part of all of humanity and not even ourselves. Right. Like some of the biggest fears, which are is fears,
1: it always. Always loved the technologies. I'm just doing, I was doing a page on conscious technologies on my website, big happy on, Um, because again, I'm talking about the ability uh-huh. to get in there. Yeah, because I, I feel that in order to tap into our subconscious, it, we can do this ourselves. We can do this through um, conscious technologies now that we did not have access to even 10 years ago, and we did a lot of our own work through, you know, meditation and, uh, you know, analysis and psychoanalysis and um, just grace from God or from, you know, beings that were giving you grace somehow or whatever, you know, there's different ways that can clear things out or just going through different experiences, different life experiences. You stumble upon it because it bubble up and come into your consciousness. When it's subconscious, you're not aware of it. And then that's why so many different indigenous, you know, uh, natives will listen to their dream state or spiritual paths are very much about looking at their dream state because that's giving us an understanding of what's in our subconscious and we can work stuff out that way. Yeah. Lucid dreaming is a whole other thing. You know, it really shows you how much we, we live in another dimension. Yeah. But anyway, going Going back into that, using different, tech, different technologies that are now available can actually tap into through sound and frequency into your subconscious and actually bring it forth so that it now comes into your awareness. <clears throat> You're, you can acknowledge um, different things that have been going on in your subconscious as they come out into your awareness field, into your consciousness, and then you can work on them. You clear them yourself simply okay. by acknowledging it. That's all it takes, acknowledging it. And it clears out the field because when you put yourself in that position for that clarity and to allow things to work through you and to work out and heal, they will. Especially when you can work with frequencies, sound healing. I love the AO scan more than anything for that. It really, really does clean things up and it brings things out so that into your consciousness. So now we're becoming much more conscious. That's how you become more conscious. That's one way to definitely raise your frequencies and become more conscious. Yeah, this is a big part of spirituality, our consciousness.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um and I wanna gosh, there's a couple ways we can go right now because I I want to go back and talk also about um some of the other places we get blocked uh, or misinterpret things that keep us from the true clearing. But where you're at right now is so important because we all understand the Schumann resonance, or hopefully we do, and that's the natural um, vibration of the Earth in this part of space. Seven point eight three uh, megahertz, uh, hertz. I'm terrible at that um, scale, yes. but it's we, I think. yeah, from from basically as an embryo, we're locked into that frequency. And I used to have a device. that has got. Um, blown out the, the motor or something's been blown out since, but I, it would keep when they put cell towers and things like that up near my house, it really helped keep the frequency not affecting me so much. And they said that birds and animals and, you know, all sorts of creatures will come. They recognize, they feel it. They recognize it. And that did happen when I had that device. So we're wired to resonate to that. And now with all of the technologies and everything changed when radar came out and people got diseases, supposedly, and now it's changing again with the, all the cell phones and the everything in the airwaves and the 5G, and it's really changing the human resonance, which, fun fact, I was told it's like the culmination of all the electrical charges. And this was, I think through the um, electronic universe, electric universe people. So it was a summation of all the electric charges from lightning and um, gravitational field, electrical charges that are happen through those, like through the auras um, in the earth's atmosphere on the North and South pole, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So anyway, as that changes, we are not as locked into that harmonious state of our multidimensional nature that we're accustomed to. And that's why so many people are feeling thrown out now, and not themselves, and being affected by the world, and they don't quite understand what's happening because they just feel off kilter or nervous or... On edge or like my body was going to all of these well intense reactions, anxieties yeah. mm-hmm. and i think that having that grounding meditative practice that brings you deeper into that consciousness state that is our natural state of existence is not only a necessary part of the spiritual practice it's just critical for our survival at this moment too Um, so yes, the fact that there's AO scan and some of the other devices that you've been working with, um, to help us with that, I think is fantastic because we need it more than ever. And that's part of the process, right? To not, to not get caught in these other states of vibration, but to go into that, have the vibration where we can be that reservoir and that channel for consciousness to flow through us. And that's not gonna happen if we're in an anxious state. It's not gonna gonna happen happen. if we're in our mental and emotional Well, there's a big difference. There's a a big difference between
1: the, um, working with a a technology to to help us to stay in a natural state. using a technology that is taking us into a very unnatural frequency in an unnatural state and so i would say that this is like the biggest difference between ai or transhumanism and a conscious technology the conscious technology you're using to help you maintain your nature and uh to be more connected with the earth to keep your resonance more connected with the earth to keep your frequencies more In alignment with the attributes of love not love itself is is actually everything the love that i'm speaking of it is what is the creative essence the the ether the zero point whatever i just call that love and then there's just these attributes of it that we get to feel and they're all the different rays of the sun right so these technologies that i'm that i'm talking about are ones that are helping us to become more in alignment with that, not less. Because if you go into, well, you're talking about, you know, transhumanism or artificial intelligence. No, not at all. Massive difference. And as a transhuman, the agenda to put um, chips and different metals and things into the body so that they can be manipulated by some sort of an, an internet. There's all sorts of different internets, internet of things and Inter, there's these different internets, so those that's completely opposite of what I'm speaking of. All right, I just want to make that really, really clear. I I do not at all adhere to um, transhumanism as something that is healthy or necessary on any level for a human being. Um, if that's your choice, that's your choice. But I'm just saying, from from where I stand as a you know spiritual being in love with life itself that is not at all where i come from so i just ignore the the technology yeah
0: and and it's interesting because everything comes out of consciousness but that is something that's trying to destroy our connection to consciousness (laughs) so it's made of the substance of consciousness but it's not natural and it's not beneficial and so i think the spiritual practices. You know what my miracles have shown me is that the more that I can just let the natural state of existence flow through me, the more my needs are taken care of, the more at peace I am, the more miracles happen every day, little and whatever I need shows up when I need it and whatever I don't need just disappears. And it's, um, I've had that again, like two orders that I, the things that I ordered through eBay got canceled and it ended, I ended up not needing them, not knowing that when I <laughs> ordered them. So that keeps happening as well. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. I, I believe a lot of the technologies are trying to keep us from that natural state of multidimensional existence. And, um, well, that's we're up against a lot is. of technologies. That are hurting us right now.
1: So we need some help from technologies that can actually help, right? Because that's fighting fire with fire, if you want to put it that way. It's it's allowing the quincies to read through your own conscious. It's connected to 5D, which is your thought process because it's as fast as thought process. It's a scalar energy. So it is connecting our intention. And, and that's why these technologies are really cool when they connect with your intention. To be in that consciousness, so yeah, so we need just, that yeah. I see that we get we get a lot of help with it.
0: Yeah, so let's just jump back into a little more about the work. like what does it take to do the work to really follow the spiritual path and stay true to it and, and let it really go deep and have its effect on you versus, yeah, I'm reading some books, I'm aligned, I get it. Um, which is what we like to do, right? Oh, I read that, I know it. I feel that in my heart. I read it, I feel it in my heart, so that resonates with me, so I get it. Yet we're still having many other issues on the side that shows up in our lives that means we're re- that show us we're really not aligned. Like, how do we find where we're not aligned? Because we have to work on these things. You can't erase them all at once. It's a, it's a process, so anytime I think we're in reaction, um, to something mentally, emotionally, physically, that makes us feel sick. We should look at it from our gut, right? If it throws us off and gives us insane reaction, um, then we have to assess it. Like, are we off or is that other situation off? And, and a lot of times it's us. Well, I'll give you, you a really, a really good example. Yeah. I'll give you a really good example. I lived
1: almost two decades in a very, very bubbled, beautiful spiritual community that I didn't think of anything other than just my daily life serving, you know, doing yoga, doing, being creative, working, living my life, having relationships. But it was very in a, it was in a bull because it was just very high frequency all the time. Mm -hmm. And that was beautiful, but I wasn't, in or around the world, I worked with people that were in the community typically, or, you know, I spent a lot of time with that in with those people. Okay. So, and it, and it was great. It was, it was wonderful. Now, the second that I left it, the second that I went back out into the world, quote unquote, I had a chance to see, oh, my God, there's still a world out here. I still feel <laughs> all of these things that I felt when I was back that... Before I went into the community, yes, I grew. I am aware now. I can see this, but oh my God, I would have thought for sure that none of this would be here at this point, right? <laughs> I thought, my God, I thought this love would be in everybody. What's right. the deal? Why is there still people are still screwing other people? They're just doing awful things. I mean, I moved to New York and it was the things I was seeing and, and experiencing from people. It was like, wait a second this doesn't compute. And I had to see, I had I had a lot of ideologies that were put, you know, that I had experienced that I had gotten into, which is great, but they weren't really conscious, meaning I still had to do a lot of work. So that was my path. My path was showing me every day. For me, my path is just listening to life. Life shows me exactly what I need to do. That's my relationship with life. I went, life is my teacher. It's showing me Right now, oh, I need to have some work with the male. You know, there's re- relationship relationship things going on that I'm not comfortable with. And I need to work on this. And life just would bring it, make it so obvious for me. And so that has become my path ever since. Yep. I have this incredible, intricate understanding or, or experience with life, this interface where it shows me. And even when I have tried to like, Maybe I'll go talk to this person or this, you know, this teacher, or do this or that. Life would stop me. It would prevent it because it just did. It's it's for me anyway, and this is where it's all different for everybody. We're gonna get a little bit of both a lot. You know, we're gonna have teachers, they could be anybody, or they could be really advanced, you know, beautiful spiritual beings, or they could be the bum on the street if you're in the right place and you listen to that being or they do something it can bring an aha moment to you and change you. So it doesn't have to be a very spiritually high person for you to have a very spiritually high moment. Mm-hmm. So that has been my experience of life since the second that I left there. Life has taken over because I, it really showed Rain me. It almost day. like slapped me in the face.
0: Yeah. Well, it's the yogi like it that, slapped me in the face. Face. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. No, it's, I'm done. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was just saying, yeah, it's exactly that. It's the yogi that meditates in the cave. You have to come out and really see where you're at after that years of meditation. And when I came out of a spiritual group after eight years, I just naturally recreated the life that I had before it, but it was nowhere near as glamorous. And I didn't have a big expense account. And so there was no running away from my life. It was kind of like dealing with the not so fun part of what I was doing uh, before I joined the spiritual community. But there was so much in me that was changed on another level because I was no longer repressed. I was no longer uptight. I was able to let it all hang out. Um there was there was a, an end. I got a grasp on some of the stuff that I had shut down after childhood or during childhood like some of the other extrasensory things. So, but it was so obvious that the, that there was work done in in a lot of work done a lot of ego work a lot of emotional work done with that group because i was completely dedicated to my path i meditated 2 hours a day i was in waking meditation every day and if you put in the work it's going to change as you very well know and i know you did that too mm-hmm. um but i it was so easy to recreate my life just like it had been without a thought and that wasn't the life that i wanted and the world showed me where I was off how I recreated that life, how I was calling the same people into my life, how I was calling the same jobs into my life. And it became even more dire that, wow, after eight years, I did see where I changed so much, but I see where I haven't changed at all. And it becomes more, right. more dire. Be conscious of it all. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. You become conscious of it all. And then you just have conscious to knock those of, things off one by one by one. You can't yep. say, yeah, I know. Yep. Or, yeah, I know. And am There's it. no way around it.
1: No yeah. way around it. One by one by one, when it enters your field, when you are aware of it, that is the time that you deal mm-hmm. and you can, you can meditate, you can exercise it out. You can do all sorts of things to move the body, to go into higher frequencies. You can use conscious technologies there's all sorts of things that we can do now but we we have to deal we we are at that point we're at the end game of one kind of stage as a human being this is what I see anyway and it's certainly what a lot of brothers and sisters in this kind of consciousness movement that are just out there doing podcasts or you know just that are out there friends close friends we all feel very similar. We all feel we're all getting these same downloads as somebody just said on one of the pad- podcasts. We're, we're, getting, we're all getting this very similar download that we need to understand ourselves as frequency and vibration. And we need to get to this place where we're understanding it from a different perspective. It's not about religion anymore. It's not about those things.
0: Yeah, it's not about a mental interpretation. interpretation it's about no it has, well, to, no, become no. Exactly. It has to be tangible and exactly it has to be out of the mental reality and exactly. everything starts in the mental that's is fine manipulated yeah exactly so um and now we're coming up on about i think we're at yeah we're about 40 minutes so don't want to keep this too long but let's just talk about a few of the pitfalls where where we where it's so easy to get stuck right? Um, When I started, and I think we started talking about this a few minutes ago, um, when I started this spiritual path, really, other than being aware of it and trying to figure it all out, when I really started meditation practice, I got caught up because it was the mind, like I started with Zen, and it was the mind trying to get rid of the mind. And I was like, wow, this is not touching my heart. This is not, it's just, it, it went on and on. And it was very conceptual and there is beauty that that breaks through in Zen. So this isn't about me saying Zen. it's just where I started and where I tried to change my path to be relevant to me, you know, rather than, uh, um, cause that wasn't what I needed. I was already very mental. I was already very repressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, okay, so I'm sitting here and I'm trying to figure out these beautiful Zen cones and okay, I see through that. And and nothing in me was transforming yet and maybe it takes a lifetime, but it brought me to the next thing and to the next thing. But I think um, understanding what meditation is and what it can do, because it's not just about the mind. You will, and, and if you haven't gotten there, you will, so just stay with it you will get past that state of this is just a mental exercise because it's not because once you can get past the mind, there is an energetic experience that will take over naturally. You don't have to call it in. You can't even call it in if you tried. (laughs) Um, Some people experience bliss and and energy. Some people experience peace, but really getting control of the mind. So it's not pulling you all over the place. Is critical for meditation, and once you do reach that meditative state, um, there are realms you can traverse to once you know how to leave the mind behind and just experience all that is beyond that, and that develops naturally through the meditation practice. So, whatever place you come in on um, meditation really helps working with the mental, Um, and then very much so. Yeah, and. A lot of times when we're working with a mental without meditation, I think we tend to repress things. We're like, oh, well, that's not a good quality. I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to react right now. I'm not going to feel that. I'm not going to have any thoughts about that. And that's not natural either because that's the mind controlling your experience. So that's still more mind so i think that's another one that comes up that's challenging when you're working with the mental as well um so let's move on to the emotional do you want to talk about the emotional because i think you know you had said yeah i mean and and
1: yeah well my my experience of of meditation period is that it's just bringing us back to what we already are we you know as as we develop, obviously, when we come out of the womb and even before as we've spoken about before, so much information and um, belief systems and cultures and everybody says you should be this, you should be that. We start typically very pure, like a clean slate, and then all of this stuff gets laid on us. But as that clean slate, as that beautiful baby with those big, bright eyes, that's just smiling and looking at the world and they're connected to they're already so connected to these different dimensionalities where they came from. And every, this is just fun. It's like, yay, I'm here. Okay, that is our natural state. So everything, you know, whatever it may take, there can be some indigenous people or people that have never known what a word of meditation is in their life. They don't have to do any kind of practice. They're just so in that place of being in their nature.
0: Yeah. that
1: they are already in that high frequency because it is a it's a it's a brain wave that is that, that you can actually take. you can see that it's a brain wave and that state you know is our natural state that is a frequency and it can be shown as a brain wave that is That's a great point. very peaceful by nature yeah it is very loving, passionate and kind and when you're when you're in that place, Everything is fine because you have another perspective. You can see the perfection of everything. You see the perfection of everything. And that is a higher dimension where they say, you know, it's looking at things from a bigger point of view. When you are stuck in your small little ideology of it has to be this way, it can't be that. this rigid mind that's closed. That's where all of the problems come from as a 3D person is in that closed mental space. Because then you are stopping yourself from being able to be multidimensional, which is our nature. Yeah. And it's our nature because we know it comes from outside first and becomes physical. Everything has a causal factor in our ether, in the energetic state, the light body, whatever you want to call it, the auric field. It starts there and then it steps down into physicality as the frequencies get lower and lower and lower. So, you know. I'm all about going back to being an indigenous native American or just an indigenous native being and living in a village with moccasins on connected to the earth, you know, and, and, and everybody has value in the tribe. Everybody understands their purpose. Everyone is there for each other because the value of for each other is so great. And the planet itself, herself, everything like that's, that's my big happy planet experience
0: of, what I'm always envisioning. So, so hmm. I think what you're talking about is treating again, treating the mundane as sacred, treating everything as sacred in that respect. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's a fantastic practice on, on any spiritual path because it is all sacred just to, to be alive in bodies is incredibly sacred. And we just struggle with so many things that we take that for granted. Um, So before we... That's a good place to stop, actually. That's a
1: really, I think, a really beautiful place to to leave it in that place of high gratitude. And that the mundane is actually extraordinarily sacred. Life is actually extraordinarily sacred. And when you can call that being grateful for it, you know, that's an attribute of love that's amazing. But when you're just feeling it, you don't realize, oh, I'm so grateful. Tears of joy can come out and you're like, I'm so grateful for this. And it's true, but it's just it's your natural state when you see when you're when you're in that place. It's just very natural. We need to get back to just being natural,
0: whatever that takes right now. It's true but we've been so unnatural that the spiritual path. Will on, so, so I kind of just want, before we do end, I just wanted to dive into emotions for a minute. Cause I think there are guidance systems and we have said that before on other podcasts, but I just want to mention that here as well. If someone just picks up on this subject matter, because our emotions are when our beliefs have gotten so strong Um and that we're not in surrender, that we get incredibly emotional about it. And I'm not talking about like a blip. If we're energetic beings, something will come up, we'll react and you'll move on. And that's kind of the natural state of, um, just being in the flow because everything is not positive in this world and everything is not, in that beauty. So it's, it's really superficial to try and keep a very spiritual place, a spiritual facade um, when things aren't good. Cause that's a form of repression, but it's also a facade and it's not really being true. And in that natural state that you're just talking about. And um, I think understanding that it's okay to have emotions, just the ones that linger are the ones that are problems and that we need to address. And the ones that linger or where we need to do the work, and I kind of just wanted to throw that in um, into this topic, even though we have talked about that before.
1: Absolutely, it's ex- it's very very true. When you know we have these natural emotions that are part of our connection, our interfacing to with spirit. How we feel, you know, they're our guidance system. How you feel is your guidance system your spiritual guidance system. Does this feel good? Does it not? And it takes our whole life to even just figure out if we like something or don't because we've been so persuaded to have a, these other belief systems that finally by the time you can feel if you like something or not, that's actually a big deal for us as a human being. Wow, I really realized I didn't like this after all this year. Okay, so that's, that's an excellent thing. It's the feeling body. It's the emotions, but it is definitely when it gets to the point where it's lingering because it's judged Uh, either. You don't want to feel it. A lot of people will say, I, I don't want to be angry because then I'll just go, I'll just go kill people. And you're like, really, really, (laughs) you know, when you're angry, that's I never had that thought never to, to go kill someone because I was angry. However, The ones that scare me the most are the ones that say, oh, I'm not angry. I'm not angry, even though they just, you know, darn well, they should be. I would be angry if I experienced that they did, but they're not angry. And you're like, where is that going in the body? And then it's going to, it's going to bubble and it's going to sit in there and it's going to turn into rage. And that's when it gets really unhealthy because if you just allow an emotion like anger, which is the most judged emotion on our planet, if you judge it then it can, you, it will be suppressed because you shouldn't be angry. And then all of a sudden you do things that you shouldn't be doing that are, that are rageful or you become passive aggressive. These are all psychological tracks that people can, can get into. So yes, when you have the anger, it can be your best friend to go, Oh, wow. That doesn't feel good. Wow. That really makes me mad. And then you look and see what it is. Right. You diffuse it. You take care of it. You, you deal with it. So that's, Really, emotions are simple. Just let them be. Let them show you what they need to show you. Don't let them get stuck in your body or your mind so that they can turn into these monsters because that's not what they're there for.
0: Yeah, they're that's not, there it's not a good place. That energy so, I mean think it of this it's like like anger like is part of for survival because if someone absolutely is or situation or the world is, you know, a lions attacking you, <laughs> whatever, you're going to have fight or flight. Um, but what comes through that fight, it takes your child, right? Uh, it, you're fine, but it takes your child. Of course, you're going to be angry at that lion. You're just going to go, oh, that's okay that you took my child. Like uh, if it wasn't antelope, right? So the lion attacks my ch- antelope child. It runs off of my antelope child oh, that's okay. I don't know if anyone's going to believe that's okay. It's okay to be angry for a moment to feel that pain because it's associated with pain. Anger is associated with pain. Yeah, it and, covers up pain, typically. Yeah. And um, you know, in what world is it okay? Is, is someone going to be okay? Oh, you just took all of my money. I'm not going to be angry about that. Oh, you killed my brother. I'm not going to be angry about that. You, you know, it, It's...
1: Well, I'll... You know, where a lot of that comes from, too, is, is turning the other cheek, the Jesus parable, where it just turns the other cheek.
0: And, and so yeah. that that's a good one, too. Hmm. I go, I go ahead. I said, yeah, I think we do. Like, you have to process it and then turn the other cheek. But it's not repress it and turn right. the other but, cheek.
1: <laughs> Yeah, but your immediate knee-jerk reaction is not, it's not typically going to be just to turn the other cheek, because then that just, that means you have no boundaries and you have no ability to say, hey, this isn't right. You know, like you may need to make choices and decisions around that. But at the same time, at some point you'll realize, wow, that that natural forgiveness or that natural ability to go, I just need to move on or I need to do something different. I've already tried to speak to this person. I've already tried to do all these different things. It's not working. So I just need to remove myself from the situation or it might be the opposite. It might be like, I got to stop avoiding that person. I need to actually speak to them. I really need to speak to them and I want to do it from a place that's really grounded and in love so that it's not coming at them, but it's letting them know, I really do care and I really do want to help to heal the relationship. That's a massively different place. And and for, I know from my own personal experience, when I've addressed different people that I've had issues with or whatever, when I come from those, two, those that place where it's open and I just want to help to heal it and I express mm-hmm. that. Always the clearing happens. Always yep. the healing happens. Always. 100% it, of the time. It's never not happened.
0: Yeah. I bring it up only because it's a place where people who are either repressed or have no boundaries get caught. Because Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why, like we said, we started this by saying the spiritual path is different for everyone, but here are some of the pitfalls because we all come from different places. We all start in a different place, but we're all going to the same place. <laughs> so... um yeah. That's one that's particularly troublesome. Mm -hmm. It's okay to express things. And and that's something like you don't have to be spiritual and put on that spiritual facade all of the time. You have to work towards that. We not you, because this is all very personal. We have to work towards getting to that place where it's all clear, but we can't pretend pretending doesn't get you there any quicker. It actually gets you there Mm -hmm. a lot longer. Yes, (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but sometimes it's
1: needed for safety purposes, you know, depends on what yeah. your past is and everybody has those different their different needs and that's that's totally cool, but I would just say at this point because of where we're at, I think as a species, it's 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 time to be more raw with yourself and more real with those around you than not. That's more or less what I'm saying. I don't think I think the days of meditating in a cave and then sticking one toe out of the cave for a little bit and bringing it back in are kind of yeah. over. Okay. We don't have it's, time. anymore. Kind of, <laughs> we don't have time. It's, it's um, metal to the pedal time. And, you know, so this is like an encouragement with a little heat in it, which is we got to do what we got to do. You know, it wasn't easy for us to necessarily start this podcast and to, to do, You know, it does take time and energy and we we know that we need to do it because we know we're getting these downloads to reach out to everybody and to be um, a support system and a a coherence. uh, So we can be a, we can create a coherence of energy that supports one another. Oh, now my cat's sneezing. (laughs) (laughs) tight, Harley. So that we can be there for each other in this process because it's, a really critical time for us personally and collectively. So
0: yeah, so that's it. And I'm going to just bring up one last thing, which is love, right? And no matter what situation, whether I'm in my mind, whether I'm in my emotions, whether I'm angry, happy processing something, if I can get past whatever it is on any level and bring love In like true love, not just the words, but the true energy of love, like drop it, surrender it, and bring that energy of love instead, no matter how triggered I might be, it transforms not just myself and the situation, but anyone else involved in it as well, immediately. And and I think if that if we can choose one thing on the spiritual path moving forward. That's the one I would recommend, <laughs> but we have to be clear enough to be able to do that first. <laughs> right, well, that's the thing. It's
1: you do get to that point, that is turning the other cheek, but that might be a process of 30 years for some people, or it might be their nature to do that intrinsically, just their nature, you know, cause everybody is in a different place in their, um, in their level of spirituality or whatever, being here in this hodgepodge 3D soup that we live in so but just being really raw and honest with yourself to know to that that is a, the, is very natural to get to that pl- to that place what you're just saying and making There's that effort decades. to do it sometimes <laughs> yeah it's it takes it takes that's where you call it surrender it's like when i hear that word i almost want to cringe a little bit because i used to hear it too much and it was used against me but it is an act of of choice it's a choice it's an act and a choice to say, I, I choose, I choose love. It's only going to help me right now to take a step back, to breathe, to, to, to bring consciousness into the situation, breathe out whatever emotions may be coming in there and see it from a higher perspective. Mm -hmm. And then it will process naturally. The emotions will naturally process, but you're taking that initiative to make that action, to make that conscious choice. Right. Mm -hmm. And and, and to me, that's what I'm hearing is surrender anyway. It's, it's that conscious action where I'm going to choose something, boom. And it changes all of the energy everywhere in everything it's in. A, it is ultimately exactly what we need to be doing in every second of the day, you know, <laughs> bringing that consciousness from that loving place in, no matter what.
0: So, yeah. So I, I think that's a great, place to stop and i just want to say you know we're here with you um going through all of the different things to clear all this out is not easy and once you're on a spiritual path like you might need some time to take breaks but i think if everyone who has gone down this road knows whether they want to continue on or not because it gets really hard and really challenging something in you will drive that and you'll keep going. So just be gentle with yourself, take breaks, take um, self-care, which is different than a spiritual practice, but take lots of self-care and, you know, do what's right for you. If you're in a group or with teachers, there's benefit to that. But it's also added pressure of community where people aren't clear always and, you know, that you might not want to take that on as your own, nor do you have to take that on as your own. So just follow your heart, follow your gut and use everything. I think that's what's most important. I've used absolutely everything. use <laughs> everything. Right. And anything absolutely. and everything, you never know where it's going to come uh-huh. from next and be ready, be open. Yeah. And if you can, you know, if, it, if the pressure builds too much, it's okay to say, you know what, universe, i can't do that just yet. just, Just let me get through this time or whatever, and it'll be okay. You'll you'll be able to do that. Good point. Okay, then. (laughs) Okay. I
1: mean, I'm already going, diving deep, and the meditation is just happening. So So I'm going to say my goodbyes and my farewells for this moment in this uh, present podcast situation here. And um, I hope we were able to connect into some beautiful, deep, loving places so that we can be collectively bringing more coherence into this love state as we navigate these challenges right now going on in the planet and in our own lives. So um, so I, I, I love everybody that's out there that's listening, all the, whoever it might be and, um, and thank you Thank you from the bottom of my heart
0: for being here. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. (laughs) Bye. Thanks everyone. Appreciate the feedback, the comments, and just sharing the heart because it's important that we're all here to support each other, especially through these really changing and challenging times right now. So love you all. Take care. Signing off the new podcast.